Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA Defense Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and I'm joined here with Kenny. Uh, we'll be discussing the Friday slate, of course, of 10 games. Uh, unfortunately, I was sick for the past two weeks, so Kenny was going solo. Uh, I was hit by the, the sore throat and dry cough, but unfortunately, uh, fortunately, I am better. Uh, so hopefully we can pull this through. But Kenny, tell me how you feeling. How you feeling about this slate? Oh, man. Um... You know, I, I kind of find it funny that um, Oklahoma City ended up winning by almost 70 points since um, two years ago. They was on the opposite end of that trend, you know. They wasn't the biggest fans of it. Um, but outside of that, I doubt we're going to have any 70-point blowout on this slate, even though some of these matchups look a little um, questionable in a competitiveness level. But... I don't know. Should be a fun little slate. How about yourself, man? Been a while. How's the New Year treating you? Uh, still, still been chilling. Uh, of course, I'm still like coughing occasionally here and there. So hopefully, it doesn't get too bad in this pod. Uh, but then I'm, I'm ready. I think uh, I'm turning off at bet three six five. Not a lot of the scores are up in terms of the over unders. Uh, but we do got a couple of notes I can tell you. I mean, Indiana Hawks, Pacers and Hawks is estimated by bet365 to be over and under around 254 so that might be the highest scoring game uh and then kings and sixers is 240.5 the other two are kind of a, in the mid section uh but we'll, we'll get to that uh starting off with injuries uh oh by the way i do have to mention that DraftKings for some reason has the 10 games separated by eight games and then the two after 10 it's strange uh but don't worry me and kenny we're, we're here to help you out on that uh so starting off with the eight games slate uh, injury news: Joel Embiid out, Halliburton out. Trey Young is probable to play tomorrow. Lamelo might be returning tomorrow uh, against the Spurs. Uh, Cade Cunningham is out too. Franz Wagner is out. Uh, Tyler Harrow, Jimmy Butler both questionable for the Miami Heat. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Bogdan Bogdanovich questionable. DeAndre Ian Hayward, uh, of course, Marcus Smart all out. Uh, and Mark Williams. Quinn Capella is questionable. Zach Collins, Tari Eason out. Uh, Caleb Martin is questionable too. And you got Malcolm Brogdon out. DeAndre Hunter out. And I think those are the main ones. Uh, unless you think Sati Aldama was the guy as well, he's out as well. Uh, but yep, let's jump straight into it. Uh, as usual, Kenny, lead us with point guards. Who you got? Um, oh, man, let's see. With point guards, there's a lot of questionable tags. So. To make it safe, you know, we're going to start it off with a team who's, you know, they didn't look too well tonight. And um, I'm going to spend up on Anthony Edwards. I do feel like Portland will be a little bit more competitive in this game. 
even though, you know, it's the best team in the West versus one of the worst. Um, <laughs> I, I really do feel like after a 70-point loss, um, you're going to be more than uh, motivated to at least, you know, lose by 15 the next game. So I do feel like we're going to get 35 to 40 minutes of Anthony Edwards in this matchup that does favor him. Um, Portland is known to give up threes, and somebody who takes a lot of threes but don't always connect on them in Edwards, uh, that should be a nice little matchup for him to hit on um, four or five. So when it comes to props, definitely going to be looking at his props as well. And for 8-9, that's a potential 50 draft king point night out of Anthony Edwards. Going for my little mid-tier pick, I'm actually going to go right back to this game and um, go with the number two pick in the draft, Scoot Henderson. Um, man. Oh, my bad. Number three pick. Should have been the number two pick. Um, number three pick in the draft, Scoot Henderson. Again, off of a 70-point loss just about, I really do feel like he will get a little bit more run, especially if Brogdon ends out again. So with a combination of him and Simons, that you probably will see a lot of people fading. I do feel like that would be a good GPP play for 6-3 in a game I do feel will be competitive. And even though he's been turnover prone, um, he's showed flash of greatness um, against some pretty competitive teams in the West throughout this month. Um, most notably against uh, the Suns. Uh, I think he almost had a double-double. Then going with my cheapy pick. This one is a little hard. Um, since I'm choosing somebody from the Pistons, um, if right when I said that, you know that's a GPP pick. So <laughs> as long as you hear the word Pistons, you know it's a GPP pick. And this is actually going up against a team that's actually defended three pointer pretty well. And this is somebody who's mainly been hmm, trustworthy when his three point shots been falling, and that's uh, Marcus Azir. Um, out of Houston. Um, I really do feel like he's going to be somebody who's less than 1% owned at 4K, even though this is an eight-game slate that will get you a little bit different, and he does have a potential of giving you 20 minutes. The upside isn't too big. It's going to be more about maybe 12 actual points, um, four to six assists, a rebound or two, don't really get you too many stocks. So you're looking at an upside of maybe about 22, 26 DraftKings points. But on the eight-game slate, it helped you get a little bit different and save you a little bit salary um, and allow you to not go with the chalky um, under 4K players on this slate. How about yourself? How are you attacking the point guard position? Uh, I'm starting off pretty strong. I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. I think he's going to have a lot of ownership, but I think it's well-deserved. I mean, he had an amazing night against uh, – what team did he play last time? I, uh, it was the the Hawks. Yes, the Hawks. And he did pretty well, of course, attacking their backcourt. I was a bit questionable in terms of maybe Anika Kongbu or Dijon Tamir would give him troubles in terms of the perimeter and paint. Uh, but he still ended up getting his numbers. And, of course, 9,300 is expensive and – but I think against the Sacramento Kings, I could see him just honestly doing the same thing. Uh, of course, they don't really have any of those locked-on defenders. I mean, sure, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, these guys are solid defenders. But I think in the pick-and-rolls, he's going to easily be able to attack Sabonis. Uh, and honestly, just continue having that free-flow type game to him. Of course, they're also playing in Philly for this one. So he is probably going to be much more comfortable. And so I really think he could be one of those higher upside picks where he can get maybe around 60 DK fantasy points up. 
uh, plus, of course. And one of my favorite picks, uh, mid-tier-wise, I'm going with simply, uh, I guess, a guy who's going to have a lot more responsibility than Cole Anthony at 6,100. Of course, Franz Walkner is out, and a lot of eyes are going to be on him and Paolo, perhaps. And I'm going for Cole Anthony because I think his price is honestly pretty good at that area. And their opponent is Miami, so it might not be a high-scoring game. Uh, but Cole Anthony has shown, I think, there's three games where Franz Wagner hadn't played this season, and he has had a couple of good games, I want to say, when he was injured. Of course, usage goes up, shots more attempted. Uh, so all around a really good pick. Uh, and then on terms of budget-wise, I think you already mentioned him, Marcus Sasser. Uh, or Sasser, I don't know, really know how to pronounce his name. But, uh, I mean, you mentioned everything about him, right? If he gets a good amount of minutes, hits his shots, you'll have a pretty solid night. Uh, in terms of upside, like you said, don't expect too much. I mean, I know in the past he had like a couple 30-plus DK fantasy point games. Uh, and honestly, that's the dream if you're going for Marcus Sesser. Uh, but overall, maybe expect something like 20, 22, along the lines of that, and you'd be pretty good. But I also got a pretty – one of my favorite picks in this whole slate, and that's Jacob Gilliard at 3,000 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, of course, Marcus Smart, no John Morant, uh, both are injured. And Derrick Rose is questionable, so he might return, he might not. But if, if he doesn't play – that's even better because I think Jacob Gilliard at 3000 I mean, is as cheap as it gets. Uh, if he can get us have some type of production, I think you're getting your money's worth. And honestly, why not go for him, especially if you want to go for these Anthony Edwards or the Maxis of the of the world. Uh, Jacob Gilliard at 3000 is a pretty good option. Uh, I'm going to take the lead on shooting guards. And I'm going to cheat a bit because this guy has dual eligibility to play point guard and shooting guard. And that's Steph Curry at 9000 for my higher tier guy. This... Uh, Honestly, he has had a rough patch, I want to say. Uh, of course, you've seen the memes of him uh, just being depressed on the bench. Uh, but Chicago is a team where I could see him kind of have one of those games uh, just to kind of get back into form. I mean, say what you want about Curry, but he is one of those guys who, if you let him get hot, he will have one of those nights. And against Chicago, Caruso uh, is probably the only defender, but you know Golden State be getting away with the legal screen, so he'll probably get around him and uh, do his thing. Uh, so I really like that pick at 9000 I think it's probably among the cheapest price he's been, uh, unless he drops down to 8000 after having another bad performance. But I think overall at 9000 I think Steph Curry would be pretty solid against the Chicago team. Um, mid-tier-wise, I got a couple mid-tier picks. Malik Monk at 6200 and Bruce Brown at 5600 uh, Starting off with Malik Monk, uh, he's just a player who has been... Uh, Kind of getting back into his rhythm, he's gotten like back-to-back 35 DK fantasy point games. And against the Philly team, I think he may be able to do the same thing. Uh, Darren Fox has been on this like rough patch, I want to say, where he hasn't been kind of gutting his numbers as he was in the beginning of the season. And Monk has stepped up in that case. Kevin Herter has been a no-show almost continuously this season. And therefore, Monk has been one bright spot, I guess I want to say, in terms of the guards. And hopefully he brings that once again against Philly. Uh, Bruce Brown... A guy I went for on the Wednesday slate, and man, he had like a 40 DK fantasy point night, and he still only priced at 5,600, uh, especially against his team against uh, Atlanta. I mean, like I said, Bet365 predicts this game to be a high-scoring one. And, well, Bruce Brown, I mean, is a player who not only gets a lot more shots when Tyrese is out, he's also getting uh, a lot more assists, a lot more playmaking duties, and that was the case in the game against uh, the one that they had recently, and I think he'll be the same thing again against the Hawks. Uh, and then budget-wise, I decided to go with uh, Amin Thompson. Uh, this is a pick where I might be projecting a bit because, and this is the case if 
Detroit gets this, uh, gets slapped early on. I think Eamon Thompson has a great chance to have some a whole lot of minutes to just have a solid night. He's only priced at 3600 uh, so another budget pick. And if that's the case, I think if he gets some good run in, uh, if Houston gets an early huge lead, I think Eamon Thompson has a good opportunity to uh, explode. What about you, Kenny? Okay, man, a little brother versus brother action. Two brothers who also that getting too many minutes because they're despised by their head coaches. Um, I like that. Um, I'm not sure if Gilgard got called up from the Memphis Hustle yet, so he may or may not play. I I don't think he got and called up. I think they uh, have no point guards. They don't. But the last call up they had was um, Drake. Um, man, what's that dude's last name? Lariva, Lariva. Oh, Jake Lariva. Yeah, they called him up um, yesterday. They didn't call up Gilliard. Uh, but I don't think Gilliard played um, in the G League today, so he might be on the roster, but I didn't hear any news about that yet. But speaking of Memphis, I'm going to go with somebody whose rebound rates no longer mean anything, grabbing almost 10 rebounds in a game, and that's um, Desmond Bang, the new walking Dennis Rodman with a three-point shot. <laughs> Um, I, I don't understand how Desmond Brain be getting some of these ridiculous um, stats. One night he gets you 13 assists, even though his re- assist rate is less than 20%. Then two nights later, he gets you 10 rebounds, even though his um, under four rebounds was one of my favorite plays for the season. Um, I don't know what's he going to give you. Um, I know he's playing against the Clippers. Typically, he don't shoot too well against the Clippers. Um, so if he has an under 3.5 prop, normally I would play it against the Clippers. But right now, I, I really don't see any reason why he won't get you a 20-10-10 game the way he's been giving you these um, incredible performances, um, single-handedly coming back against Dallas and beating down while playing 42 minutes. Um he, he's been pretty amazing lately. So um, I'm going to stand up 9-1, even though he's going to be chalky on Bane. Going mid-tier, again, this is going to be GPP play only. Keyword, GPP play only. I'm not going to play him with Marcus. It's going to be one of the other. And I'm going to pick up um, Jaden Ivey. He's been getting 30 minutes in the past four games. Another player who coach, really not the biggest fan of him, but he's been getting more consistent minutes. His role and usage been increasing since the month of January. And going against Houston, I really do feel like this game's going to go a little bit higher than the point total is going to be for it. Um, and if it's stay competitive, I really do see that this is a potential chance for him to get you 20 actual points. And like Desmond Bain, he will get you a couple rebounds and a couple of assists um, and a couple of stocks as well. Uh, main problem with him is will his coach keep him in? So far, he, he was, so he should be a little bit safe, but I still see that more of a GPP play. And going cheap, again, GPP play. This team is shorthanded. I feel like Desmond Bain might be playing point guard and center, but I'm going to stand on 4-8 uh, Luke Kennard. His shot goes sometimes. He's playing against his former team, um, running 
he's going to be on the floor at the same time with Terrence Mann. And if you knew anything about the Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard connection, you knew that used to be special when they came off the bench during our little Doc Rivers era. And um, I really do see like feel like this is a game he could potentially connect on for such three-pointers if he gets you about 30 minutes in the game. So that's going to be probably not the biggest out, upside outside of getting 25 actual points out of him as the brightest upside. But I really don't see that happening in this game. He should get you about 15 to 21 points. Sounds good. Uh, before we head into small forwards, I do want to mention the NBA Fantasy Pass. Uh, this is a pass where you can get for $6 a month. You get daily streams, recaps of the top lines every every day, and you get Discord access to the pros. Amazing package to win you some big money. Uh, you can also get the Allsport package instead, which is $8, which includes not only NBA, but includes NFL and MLB. And this includes everything, as I mentioned beforehand, and literally uh, probably one of the best packages out there in terms of winning a whole lot of cash. Uh, but starting off with small forwards, uh, I'll continuously take the lead. Uh, honestly, I didn't really like the upper tier in terms of small forwards. Uh, so if I was to go for a high tier guy, I guess it's high and mid tier area, which is 7,200 for Tobias Harris. Uh, he had a great night against, uh, I believe it was the, why do I keep on forgetting? It's the Hawks. Yeah, he had a great, great game against the Hawks. And I think the same will happen against the Kings. Uh, Similar to what I said about Maxi, the Kings aren't really a defensive team, and I think he could really have a pretty solid attacking game. Uh, but also what really impressed me is that he had like 24 shot attempts against the Hawks. Uh, so, of course, if you could have that same type of shot production, I think you'll still be expected him to have some type of impact on the game. And don't forget to mention that he had 10 rebounds and like 4 assists. So all around a great stat line game. Uh, of course, if you get that type of game, that'd be amazing. But if you still get like around 40, 40 defense points, 45, I think that's still solid from a Tobias Harris. Uh, mid-tier wise, I guess it's a lower mid-tier. I decided to go for Buddy Heald, another pacer at 5,400. He's been one of those players who I'm taking a chance on simply on the fact that he has been struggling uh, for a good minute, I think. Uh, only like averaging like 16 DK fantasy points in his past six games. Uh, but of course, he's been getting more opportunity, especially in that last game against Washington. Uh, he was 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, so I think he's much, much better than that. And I think 5,400 is pretty cheap to go for him. Uh, like I said, it's a risky pick, but I think it's one of those picks where, like, if you win, if you go for him, you might be able to win big uh, DK fantasy points from him. And hence why I would uh, kind of have him in a couple of slates in terms of building him. And then my cheapy pick... Uh, it's similar to what I said about Eamon Thompson, I'm going with Cam Whitmore at 4,300, the, the two rookies. Uh, Cam Whitmore, actually, even if the game is a blowout, even if the game is close, I think he's going to be included in the rotation at the very least. Uh, he actually outplayed Jason Tate, I want to say, in that last game against uh, the Bulls. And I think he is this overall a solid player. I mean, becoming a solid player. Of course, he can have these strides where he just does mess up. But with no Dylan Brooks, with no... Uh, but no Dylan Brooks and no, uh, who am I missing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Tate struggling and no Dylan Brooks. I think he have another solid night. And I think at 4,300, it's a pretty, it's a good pick that you can go for and have like pretty less risk towards. Right. Um, I think, I think the person he was trying to remember was, uh, Tari Eason. Tari Eason, thank you. I'm like, I knew I was forgetting someone, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, for small forward, 
Uh, I'm going to keep it simple with the spend-up. Going to go with PG at A2. This is going to be a game where he will get you anywhere from 8 to 12 three-pointer attempts. And if he connects on those and connects on those early, he should get you 25 actual points. Couple of assists. Won't get you too many rebounds. Um, and a couple stocks. So for 8-2, you can use that as either a cash or a GPP play. Going with my mid-tier, it's not going to be that much of a price drop. I'm going to go with somebody who's going to be trying out for his new team, possibly. Um, and that's Zach Levine for 7-4, playing against Golden State. Um, almost had a triple-double in the last game he played. Uh, I think he actually had, what, four steals as well? <laughs> almost triple-double and four steals. Um, he's going to be playing against the Warriors team, who's been um, dysfunctional as best, and looking for possible new landing spots for Jonathan Kaminga. So I feel like Levine will probably have a nice little game. And um, for my cheapy play, I guess you could say. Um, I, you know, I, I was going to save him for power forward, um, but I want to run somebody else's power forward. So this is going to be more of a mid-tier than a um, low-tier play, but I, I just do two plays for this. Um, he's He is power forward eligible, but I want to go somewhere else for power forward, and that's Vince Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, the best rebounder in Memphis history that's been made is grabbing you 10 rebounds, uh, Vince Williams actually will have the highest rebound rate on the floor, especially if, um, man, what's that dude's name? Biombo don't get you too many minutes. So Vince Williams at 5'3". He's more of a huh, – would I play him in a GPP? I, I would play him in a GPP. Uh, with all these players out, he could get you a couple shot attempts. Um, it's really going to be more drives. He's probably only going to get you two or three three-pointer attempts during the game. That's not really his style. But for a 5-3, you really can't do too bad with that. Um, sure to get you a floor of about 20 points if he – get his minutes, don't get in foul trouble with an upside of about 35 um, DK points. Um, for the second play that I'm going to have, um, I'm actually going to go back to this um, Houston-Detroit game. Like I said, I'm going back to this game quite a bit. And that's um, another rookie. And that's um, Cam Whitmore. Um, he's been getting a little bit more minutes throughout the month of January, and a lot of people saw what he was doing in the summer league before the season started, and he's a, he's a capable NBA player. That's that's the best way to put it. Um, his shot's not always going to fall. Um, it seemed like coaches letting him, you know, hunt for a shot in the past few games. He will get you about seven three-pointers if he gets 12 minutes in the game, but if you give him um, 30 minutes in the game, he can get the green light and actually be what Jalen Green was supposed to be. Um, so for four and three, you got a potential player who can get you 30 actual points in the game. Um, yeah, that's my little budget play for the small forward position. 
interesting fighting words towards uh, towards Jalen Green, man. Let's hopefully he's not listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, going on to power forwards, uh, my high tier pick, I'll probably go with Colin T. Towns at 8200. Uh, he's had monster performances uh, in these past uh, week. Of course, one against the Boston Celtics, but of course they came short because, well, I guess Town, uh, Tatum and Brown had to go off against him. Uh, but now they're going to be going against the Portland Trailblazers. I know you think they're going to be putting up a much more competitive game. Well, I sure hope so because that means Towns will play almost a lot more minutes. Uh, but in general, I mean, I think big man-wise, I think uh, Portland are lacking. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, of course, is out, and Robert Williams has been out. So, therefore, they've been starting Duo Breathe, who has been getting some good minutes, some good stats. Uh, but a lot of them are just young guys and, like, guys who, like, aren't fully guaranteed contracts, I want to say. Uh, so, I think Conley Town, if he is that guy, he should be really just beasting and having his way against his team. Uh, honestly, like I said, the risk only comes down to is can Portland make this game competitive? Because if they do, you're expecting him to play a good chunk of minutes and play to his averages, but if the game ends up being a blowout quick because they got destroyed against this OKC team, and they are playing on the back-to-back, uh, and in Minnesota, so the odds are not in their favor, but if they do make this game competitive, I think it'll be really great in terms of for Towns, uh, especially because Gobert is questionable too, so if Gobert's out as well, you have Towns center minutes and just feasting on almost everyone else on that roster, and yep, at E200, I think that's a pretty solid price, expect uh, some big upside. Uh, mid-tier wise, uh, I didn't really like a lot of the mid-tier guys, but if I was to go for one, I'd go for Keegan Murray at 6,300. Uh, just a guy to, to say who's basically been in pretty good form. Uh, I mentioned De'Aaron Fox uh, struggling, and Keegan Murray has been the guy who has stepped up. Uh, he's been really efficient. He's had like some pretty solid nights, scored 32 in a, a couple games ago. I want to say 20 in the last game. Uh, and hopefully he can do the same against uh, this Philly team. Uh, of course, no inside presence, and I think because you know this is based off past uh, memories. Because I, uh, of course, Nick Nurse used to coach the Raptors, and Nick Nurse obviously tries to uh, double teams, double team the star players usually. And without Embiid, he might go that route unless he trusts Paul Reed to guard Sabonis one on one. So I think if that's the case, I think Keegan Murray will get some open shots, get some easy feeds from Sabonis or De'Aaron Fox, and just kind of have a similar performance like his past two games. Uh, and then my cheapy. I'm going with Haywood Highsmith at 4,300. Uh, I just feel like this is a matchup that's going to be kind of grinded out. I don't think there'll be a lot of scoring uh, against this Orlando team. And, of course, Paolo Bencaro has been on a mission. Uh, absolutely a huge stat lines without Franz Walker in play. And, therefore, I think Haywood Highsmith will have a part to play in terms of defense and just having a, a presence in the paints and this perimeter as well. And he's had some pretty solid stat lines already. I think I want to say the last game he had 30 DK fantasy points around that. And, of course, against this Orlando team where the Orlando is also really good defensively. So, of course, they're going to miss a fat, missing fans. Wagner will affect them offensively. But defensively, they still are holding tight. And I think, therefore, High, Haywood Highsmith might have a bit more of leeway of getting more minutes than perhaps Nikola Jovic, who is probably his competition. Uh, and hope if in the case that Caleb Martin, of course, this is a pick that I want to mention is based off what we're the current state of Miami because right now we don't know what their starting lineup is going to be because Jimmy Butler is questionable, Tyler Hero is questionable, and uh, Caleb Martin is questionable because if they're all healthy, then obviously that does limit Haywood Highsmith's minutes. But if they are injured, then I think he's really one of pick that you really want to go for in terms of that power forward area. Uh, what about you, Kenny? 
Um, going with the power forward position, I'm going to spend up if he's playing on um, Jared Jackson Jr., uh, who just so happens to become Desmond Blaine um, as a three-point shooter when he plays against the Clippers. Last time connected on five or six three-pointers. Um, going with my mid-tier pick, it's going to be a duel of players who's probably going to be in a package against the team they're playing against, and that's uh, Jonathan Kaminga and um, Andrew Wiggins. Um, it's really no secret. Those players are on the trade block, so they probably will be getting this showcase with a couple more minutes. Um, last time, I want to say, um, against New Orleans, you know, Kaminga probably got you about 30 minutes, but he's been playing uh, 24 to 32 minutes ever since... Um, uh, what's his name? Chris Paul been out. Um, minutes been up. Plus, you know, complaining to the coach helps as well. Um, but like I said, um, you might as well showcase your talents in Chicago. Have a good game over there. They might be able to get a trade done a little bit easier. <laughs> Going for my GP play. Uh, this is strictly GPP only. Um, somebody who will get you minutes. Um, Honestly, I couldn't really tell you what position he's playing on that team since, for some other reason, they got um, Miles Bridges as a center. But it's um, <laughs> J.T. Doyle going up against um, San Antonio. Usually, I have no interest in him, um, but I do feel like in this spot, he should get you about um, 25, 30 minutes. And if he stays out of foul trouble, he has the potential to give you, uh, you know, maybe a seven points five rebounds, a couple blocks, um, possibly a steal. But the main important thing about him is he won't subtract points from your total. This dude has one of the lowest turnover rates for any player. Um, get at least 15 minutes in the game. So you're playing him just as GPP. His floor is probably as low as about I don't know, two fantasy points. But it's still going to be about 22-24 fantasy points. So, again, this is a GPP play for 3-4 in the 8-game slate. Not many people going to go there. So it's going to help you get away from the chalky or cheap plays on the slate with somebody who has the potential of getting 20 minutes. So again. Yeah, I like it. I think especially if Lamelo comes back, I think that will probably benefit JT Thor in getting some buckets and easy points. Uh, but before we get into centers, uh, let me mention the DFS pass that you can get for $5 per month. Uh, with this package, you get DFS delivery, pick them daily, and also get Discord access. I think this one allows you to talk to me and Kenny if needs be. Uh, and of course, I mentioned that one way of making money. This is simply another route of making good money. Uh, but let's move on to the center position. And Kenny, uh, as usual, take the lead. Uh, I'm going to go back to a game I've been mentioning quite a bit. A game I think is going to be a little bit more competitive than people are expecting. So my spin-up at center is going to be 8-4 with Mr. Shingun, who's, I mean, honestly, is he's the face of the Rockets now? Is, is that safe mm, to say? I think so. I, 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 I know you kind of, you know, was disappointed on my the greed comments, so I just want confirmation. <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, I'm with you. It, it, okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to go with the face of the Rockets at A4 against this matchup against the Pistons. And this is also going to tie into my mid-tier play. 
I'm also going to run um, double one lineup with the double center lineup with him and um, Jalen Dern as well. Uh, those are both two bigs where if they get the minutes, stay out of foul trouble, they have a potential of not only getting you a double-double, but also giving you blocks and steals as well. Um, with Sengun, you're looking more of upside up to about 60 points. With Dern, you're looking more of upside up to 40 points. So anytime you could just get two players who both cost less than, um, huh? Who's, what's the best example? Luca, when he was costing what 13k, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's always worth a chance to run. Um, then going with my cheap play, I don't really have a true cheap play. Um, so I'm. Am I going to go this route? I'm going to go chalk. I, I, I really hate doing this. I'm going to go chalk. Um, I'm going to run Paul Reed at 5-5 five five as my little cheat play. I know it's chalk. This is a cast game play only. But just remember, Paul Reed's a little handsy. Can't get his fell trouble. Um, there's been a couple games where it was like, man, this dude is in an incredible spot. Um, what was it? A couple, couple nights ago. Uh, Wednesday say it was against Chicago. It's like, man. This dude can rebound, get off his rebound, get putbacks. Man, he's in a great spot. I don't even think he broke 20 minutes. Um, so he's playing against Sacramento. There's potential for him to get a little handsy since, you know, um, you got a walking triple-double uh, playing against him who does like to get a foul trouble. Uh, but if he stays out of foul trouble, that's a potential double-double spot for him. In cash games, I feel like that's somebody you would need to have if he gets you 25 to 30 DK points on this slate, since he's going to be highly owned. And if he actually hit his upside of 40, possibly 50 drafting points, um, you, you won't be able to cash out of it in cash game. But GPP, I would totally stay him. Uh, interesting pickups. I think I think Jalen Durant is also a really good pick. I didn't go for it, but I think uh, especially because his competition is literally really, really bad. Uh, of course, James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley third, so he does get a lot of minutes. And I think it's going to be an exciting matchup. Might be one of the bright spots. Uh, but I decided to go with a different route. Uh, for my higher tier player, I went with Wemby at 9,100. Uh, Wemby's just been on really great form. He's been averaging like 26 minutes, I want to say, the past, no, 20, 23 to 24 minutes in the past three games. And has been averaging 50 DK fantasy points. And it might be the fact that they got a point guard in the starting lineup finally. I mean, Trey Jones has finally been starting. Uh, he's been assisting him, clearly. And Wemby has just been doing his thing. I mean, that last game, he only played 21 minutes and got 50 DK fantasy points. So I'm hoping uh, against Charlotte, they don't have uh, centers available, I think. I mean, they have Nick Richards, but of course, Wemby's taller than almost every center in the league. Uh, but... The Charlotte team isn't great defensively, and of course, it could be bad if Charlotte loses badly or Spurs just loses game. But if it is close game, which I'm hoping because, like I mentioned, he's only played around 23, 24 minutes. He's getting 50 DK fantasy points. If he can have one of those games where it's close and his involvement is really high, then hopefully he'll even be higher than that. Because uh, even in some of these games, like last game against Detroit, where he had 50 DK fantasy points in 21 minutes, he was shot 38% from the field, 0% from the three. But was able to get 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and 60 points, a triple double with no blocks and steals. So that that that's pretty strange because he usually racks up four to five blocks, and is 
much more, I'd say, aggressive in terms of shooting. Uh, but he wasn't in. The, he was inefficient. Didn't get any uh, any stocks at all, and was still getting 50 DK fantasy points. So I'm hoping he can have a similar performance uh, to his past few games because he's been on a hot streak. Mid tier wise, I guess his lower end mid tier. That's Xavier Tillman, 5200. Uh, simply just a player who's had a great game. Uh, last one, I think Biombo is waived now. Uh, therefore, they are going to be relying on him more. Uh, don't know what the situation the Grizzlies is going to look like against this Clippers team, but I will say Zubac has been on fire. Uh, he's been a beast. He destroyed my Raptors, of course, by getting easy rebounds continuously. And I think they're going to need a big body in the paint, and I think Xavier Tillman might be that guy. Because uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. Uh, will probably be occupied with another one of the players. Uh, so Xavier Tillman at 5200 is a pretty safe pick, I want to say. Nothing, can't expect too much. But uh, if he does have a great night, I think he expects something around 30 DK fantasy points. Uh, and then my cheapie. Originally, I was going to go with Kenneth Lofton Jr. And I was, I was excited to tell you this pick because I, you know, it was a bold pick. But he's out. So I had to change my pick and I went with Kevon Looney at 3700 uh simply a pick where he hasn't been good at all come on looney uh but against this matchup maybe he's more suited to guard someone like a Vucevic, and hopefully he can have one of the stat lines where he can occasionally have which is like eight points like five assists like four rebounds something like that and just get into like 15 dk fantasy point range uh because at 3700 don't expect his ceiling to be high but i think his floor could be pretty solid at that price range uh I think that wraps about this this slate, but like I mentioned, we do have to talk about that two games that are on a separate slate for some reason. So uh, honestly, from this slate, just pick your players, uh, your favorite players from these two teams. Yeah, you want to start it pick, uh, Yeah, I started. I'll pick a quick five. Bones died on so hopefully I get there. So point guard position. Um, I should have said this two games. We got Toronto, Utah. We got New Orleans and Denver. Point guard position. If Siakam's out, don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, I'm going to go with the track, go with Scotty Barnes. Um, hopefully they start calling fells for him. Um, Seems like it's going to work out against my Clippers. But, you know, new team, different day, going up against Utah. Um, if he's able to attack the rim the way he usually does and get to the line, he will be a nice little pickup, and he should be able to have an upside of about 55 to 60 DraftKings points. Um, going with the two-guard position, um, this one is more of a flip of a coin. It's going to be a mid-tier play, either Clarkson or Sexton, whichever route you want to go. Um, they're both been getting pretty, pretty much similar minutes. Production, well, pretty much similar production, but Clarkson's still getting the nodge on the minutes. So whichever route you want to go, that's yours to pick. Both should be safe. Floor is pretty safe for both of them as well. Setson and Clarkson are both point dependent. So if their shots not falling, you won't get the best production out of them. With the small forward position, I'm actually going to go cheap here. Um you never know what type of team you get when you're playing uh, New Orleans. So I'm hoping we get the worst version of New Orleans, which will give us a little bit more minutes from Dyson Daniels um, at 4K. If you want to go even cheaper and the game plays out of favor, 
Um, you could go with either Christian Braun on the um, Denver side, since he should get an uptick in minutes as well. At the power forward position, this is going to be a potential stand-up position. Even if he is playing, I'm still like Scotty Barnes. But Pascal Siakam against Utah will probably be my spend-up at the power forward position if he's playing. Um, I would pair him with Scotty Barnes. If he don't get the go, I will go with Herb Jones. He has the potential to get in foul trouble because he is handsy. But if he actually does play, stay out of foul trouble, he will play the most minutes out of the starters in that unit if the game becomes a blowout. Going with the center position, you can't go wrong with going with Mr. Jokic himself. If you feel like this matchup will be competitive, he should be able to get you a triple-double in this spot. If you feel like it will be a blowout, I will honestly go with um, Michael Porter's brother, who's just been getting the green light for some odd reason. Um, I don't know what happened, um, but Chris Brochure, I don't know what you did, but um, I, you get him. Young is getting minutes over him, and Michael Porter, your brother, is getting minutes over him. The last time I heard of Michael G- Porter, Jr. brother, was when um, I forgot something happened when he was on uh, the. Was he what school was he going to? I think he actually went to um, Colorado. I think it was um, the same school. Wait, what? Wasn't it the same school as Michael Porter, Jr.? I don't know. I, I thought it was Colorado. I, I know something happened. Um, I would need to look it up. I forgot. I just remember something happened, and um, it was like kind of a big deal. I think he was kind of in like some type of legal trouble or something. But all I know is he's doing better now. He's getting NBA minutes in the rotation on the team, and I'm actually talking about him in DFS as a pickup for three five, and not three k. Um, that's all I got. Um, how you running this? Uh, so in terms of the guards position, the point guard, I like quickly at 7,000. Uh, I'm, I want to take into account that, uh, Siakam is playing. Uh, so quickly at 7,000, I do like, I think he's been on fire. Uh, he's also been around averaging around 40 DK fantasy points. So 7,000 are prices I kind of do like, uh, in terms of like, a alternative option for a point guard budget wise, Alvarado at 3,800. Solid guy, can expect around 20 DK fantasy points, and it just allows you to go for a higher tier players. Uh, shooting guard, I liked uh, RJ at 6600. Uh, I mean, personally, I mean, pardon me, I like Clarkson at 6300. Uh, he's been solid. I think we all know his upside is much higher than that price tag says so. And of course, in the past game with the Raptors, he had an amazing night. I could expect the same thing, especially at in Utah. Uh, but alternatively, alternatively uh, RJ 600 was one of my picks. Uh, playing a efficient basketball, and I know it's strange to hear that, to hear those two words in the same sentence. Uh, but yeah, he's been hitting like 50% from threes. He's just been really efficient and just attacking the ball. And I think he may be able to do the same thing against these defender, uh, the guards on Utah because they are smaller. And he has been playing shooting guard more so than the small forward like he was playing with the Knicks. Uh, small forward-wise... I went with Laurie Markkinen at 8,300. Uh, another player who had a monster night against the Raptors last time they played, and he's been playing pretty solid basketball. I mean, all of Utah has, I want to say. 
They've been winning some pretty good games. I think they won against the Nuggets too last time. Actually destroyed them if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so marking that at 8,300 at small forward spot. Uh, power forward. Uh, I'm going with the guy that you mentioned, Siakam at 8,000. Another guy who can we all know can go for upwards of 50 DK fantasy points on a good night, and especially against uh, Utah coming off a re- a game where he missed against the Clippers, he might be more energetic in terms of having a solid night. Uh, in terms of the backup forward, I had Zion at 7,700. Uh, this is a pick who is a bit intriguing, but I think another upside pick, I guess, because Zion does have the tendency to have one of those nights. And I think against the Nuggets, he hopefully could get back into his bag because uh, Jokic and Aaron Gordon are... I mean, Aaron Gordon is a great defender, but none of them are really rim protectors, I want to say. So he should be able to still attack the paint and kind of get free throws. Uh, and then the center matchup, I'm going with uh, I'm going with uh, Walker Kessler at 4800 uh, because I think the Raptors will go attack the paint. I think he would be really annoying. I mean Zubac was a really annoying player from the Clippers when he faced the Raptors, and I think Walker Kessler would do the same thing because uh, of course Jacopo being out is a huge blow. He's basically their only like solid tall center I want to say. Uh, and then backup, I mean you mentioned him, John Tate Porter at 3500. Uh, he has the green light. He's been I guess every Porter Jr. has the green light. Uh, so, Jonte Porter at 3,500, solid player. He's been, like you said, outplaying Boucher. Uh, Thad Young's been playing outplaying Boucher. Uh, so, basically, I mean, at 3,500, pretty cheap. And you know he's going to get a good amount of minutes because he's kind of been doing exactly what the coach wants. So, 3,500, pretty cheap pick to go for. Uh, but I think that about wraps it up. Uh, this was obviously a long pod, but... DraftKings changing up the rules is affecting our pods. You can't blame us. Uh, but if you do want to hit us up on, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at two nice. That's spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me talking about all levels of basketball at Orange DFS. Um, we got Euro League going on, women's college basketball, NBL playoffs coming up soon. So always down to talk. All right, for sure. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, once again, hopefully this is a long pod, but I'm telling you, you got to listen all the way through to win some big money. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great night or a good morning and uh, win some big cash for us. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.